Welcome to the Apostasy Show, hosted by JLB. This presentation is being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. You can find all our episodes at the website apostasyshow.com. There, you can also leave audio messages to be played during the show. New episodes are streamed every Monday beginning at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. The Apostasy Show is an entirely independent production made possible by supporters from all around the world. Check out apostasyshow.com to find out how you can get involved by sharing your treasure, your time, or your talent. But what is apostasy? Apostasy is the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving behind a religion or a political party. Apostasy is embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. One who undertakes apostasy is also known as an apostate. Basically, apostasy is the act of leaving behind your old belief system. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain! If you have begun to peer behind the curtain, then you probably realize that you were taught things as a child which are simply not true. And you probably also realize that if you simply question the orthodoxy of our day, it can make the regular folk around you rather uncomfortable. Some people are not ready for these kinds of conversations, and in many cases, they never will be. But here at The Apostasy Show, we're making apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know, and that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Now here's your host, JLB. Yes, thank you, Sereno. What a wonderful introduction that is. Let's just slowly... Uh... Turn that one to silent. Fantastic, Serena. Very, very nice. Very happy with that. So it is uh, March 8, 2021. This is the fourth official episode of the Apostasy Show. I am your host, JLB, as Serena mentioned. And we've got a lot of people in the live stream chat already. Uh, hello to all of you. Just let me know, is the audio coming through okay? My audio should be about the same volume as Serena's was. So I'm assuming that you could hear her, and I'm assuming that you can hear me. Let me know if it's about where it should be. And as soon as we get that all wrapped up, then we'll... Uh, get into the show so much to discuss today just like usual we want to discuss 37 things normies believe we've still got so many more to go on that list 37 things conspiratards believe which a lot of you guys still haven't checked it out you still don't know what's on there well by the end of this episode you know a lot more there's a lot of things people in this scene believe that maybe you're not based on as much evidence as they want to think maybe that's just my opinion you can disagree that's the whole point of this show let's have a chat about it so let's just go and check the live stream chat. Wardman Chris says audio good. Empress Infinite says audio good. Alpha 4 says audio good. Ivy Bird says audio good. That says to me that the audio is good. So if you are new to the show, let's just go and find a new window to take a look at here. If you are new to the show, what you can do is leave a voicemail. I've got four voicemails to play on this episode, which I think is a record. Although two of them come from one person. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he left those voicemails a few days ago and I haven't gone back and double checked them. But I remember listening at the time. I'm like, that's the same guy. That's okay. We'll play both of those. And there is, of course, a mailing bag as well. So you can just leave a comment. And we've got a few mail bags to go through. One that we didn't get time last week. And then three new ones as well. So lots to get through in terms of the interactivity. But I do also want to get through some of these things on 37 Things Normies Believe. We're trying to get through these one by one with these uh, first few episodes of the series. And then once we've gotten through every single one on the list, just as a dot point, a brief exploration... Then we'll come back and dedicate an entire episode to every single one of these items, one by one. 37 things normies believe, and 37 things conspiratards believe. So on that uh, topic, why don't we go and take a look at some of the 37 things normies believe. We looked at all the rest in the previous episodes, like I said, which you can access at apostasy.com for free. They're all there. On this episode, we're going to start off where we left off last time. I think we got to the vaccines last time. So let's start from number 14. Number 14. And by the way, this whole list available for free at johnthebond.com. Link in the info box below. So number 14. State-funded or mandated water fluoridation is primarily intended to strengthen people's teeth. This is what regular people believe. This is what I used to believe. This is what many of the regular people today believe. Maybe some of you still believe it. That's okay. What is your opinion on water fluoridation? The water that I'm currently drinking here in beautiful Bansko, Bulgaria... I don't think this water's treated. I could be wrong, but it doesn't have a smell. Not that I can tell anyway. So I've got a funny feeling it, it pretty much comes straight from the, the river from the mountain. I could be wrong about that. But in any event, it's fantastic stuff. Nothing like we have in Melbourne and Brisbane. Actually, maybe I discussed that on, on the last week's call. So let's jump to number 15. 
Number 15 of 37 Things Normies Believe. Mental illness is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. This is what... Hold on, let me zoom in here. I don't want people skipping ahead. Let's just zoom in. Here we go. Yes, chemical imbalance in the brain. Mental illness is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. This is what I used to believe. I used to believe this. I used to believe that the experts had come up with a way to determine that there was too much of one chemical in your brain or not enough of another. And so if they gave you medication, they could balance those levels and then you would feel happy. That's what I used to believe. Now, I've never been on any uh, health, mental health medication in my life, but we all know at least one person who has. Some of us know many people. It's a very big part of society today, isn't it? Western society, anyhow. And so, yeah, when I was younger, I used to think I was really smart. I'm like, oh, yeah, they give people all those pills because there's a chemical imbalance in the brain. That's what I used to believe. Of course, I no longer believe that. What do you believe? Let me know in the live stream chat in the info box below. You know that there are these people called psychologists, okay? And you know that those people refer people to psychiatrists who are the doctors who can hand out the medication. And you know that those people exist and they do hand out medication. So what are they doing it for? What does it achieve and how? Those are my questions for you. Let me know in the live stream comments. Speaking of which, let's see what people are talking about today. JT33 says, Shimona. Mike G says, the Google moderator team is already deleting comments. I don't know if he's uh, being cheeky about that. Let's see. Fat G says, I only drink distilled water. Expensive in electricity, but tastes clean as. Distilled water. I wonder how, how does the distillery machine work? I used to have a, um, a water purifier. What was it? Uh, it was a, I think it was a company that was promoted on, on Alice Jones, but I didn't hear it from him. What was the company? Oh, the name will come to me. But he used to have one of those, a Berkey. It was a Berkey water filter. I used to have a Berkey water filter with two uh, chlorine things in the top one and then two plastic uh, filters of some type below that. So it's going through the chlorine filtration and some other kind of, I can only guess, chemical uh, filtration. And uh, I used to love that thing because I really believed in it. And the water definitely tasted better than Brisbane water, that's for sure. But eventually I started to think, what is this actually taking out of the water? How do I know it's not taking out stuff that I want, like the minerals that I want? And then this um, plastic filter on, like the, 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 sorry, did I say chlorine? I meant to say um, charcoal. <laughs> sorry, not chlorine. Had the charcoal filters on the top. I started to think, like the charcoal makes enough sense. Like, you know, we've all heard of charcoal being something that filters stuff. But the, the two white filters on the bottom what uh you know what's actually in these things and how do they work i was like i don't really know what's in them why am i trusting this so much i'm trying to say and so um anyway when i moved houses i couldn't take the berkey water filter with me so i left who did i leave it with i can't remember but so you to have a berkey water filter those were the days let's have a look waterman chris says that the tap water in south florida is awful i believe him Empress Infinite says deionized water is tasty. Deionized? How do they deionize water? How does one go about deionize? How do I know if my water is ionized in the first place? Can I see these ions? How can I test for these ions? I don't know. These are not rhetorical questions. I'm not being cheeky, guys. I honestly don't know the answer to these questions. I would love to know. Shields vs. Shields says, I prefer fluoridated water with my coffee. I assume he's being cheeky. JT33 said, antidepressants messed me bad up for like three years. Let me repeat that. Antidepressants messed me up bad for like three years. I'm sorry to hear that. I'd be curious to know, JT33, how did you eventually realize it was time to get off those things? And I had a friend once. He was on them for, I don't know, a year or so, maybe two years. He said that when he tried to come off them, it felt like he was being electrically shocked, like he was getting zaps all over his body. He said it was a horrible experience trying to come off them. Now, that's just one person's anecdotal experience. Doesn't mean that's how it's going to be for everybody. But I believed him. I believed that guy when he told me that story. And I'm like, mm-mm, that's not good at all. Not good at all. They are already here, says antidepressants equal devil pills. Rorschach says, there is a beard resin that bonds with the metal ions out of the water. Mm, okay. Guys, I'm telling you quite honestly, I don't know how uh, deionized water works, so how, how it's made. I don't know how uh, that other type of water that someone mentioned is made. I don't know. I don't even have my old uh, Berkey water filter used to work. I don't know. But maybe it's time for me to go and find out. But in the meantime, guys, while I've got this kind of tap water, just, I mean, this is just beautiful stuff. There's a stream maybe, maybe 200 feet to the 
west of, of my apartment is a stream. It's the biggest stream that runs through this town from the ski mountains. And I'm telling you, I've got a funny feeling this water comes from that stream. So for the time being, I really, I'm not too worried about filtering this stuff. Although I can see why some people might be. No, resin bead, sorry. He's, uh, he meant to write bead, not beard. Rorschach says I use resin beads. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, so, look, when you live, when you spend two years in Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam, where the locals don't drink the tap water, then you're told not to, to come to a place where I said to my landlord when I first got to this place, I'm like, can we drink the water of the tap? And he was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, hey, listen, I just spent two years in a, in a place where some people might not want to be. Okay, let's go back to 37 Things Normies Believe. What's next on this health list? You, gotta, you, you would have noticed, by the way, it's broken up into different uh, levels. So we looked at Earth and Life over the first few episodes. Then we looked at History. Now we're looking at Health. What's next? Number 16 on 37 Things Normies Believe. Cancer, quote-unquote, occurs by chance and is best treated via excision and or intravenous ingested chemicals and or radiation. We like radiation, as my uh, old friend Learner of the Jesuit Order would say. Which, by the way, Locho, if you're out there, I plan to respond to your latest email very soon. It's great to hear from you. I'm glad that you're out there. I want to get you as a special guest of this show. If you will grace us with your presence, you would be a marvelous guest for the Apostasy Show. So, yes, so cancer occurs by chance is what we're led to believe. Just bad luck or, oh, you just, bad luck, bad genes, you know, bad luck with your genes, that kind of thing. But don't worry, the doctors can treat it by cutting it out or via putting chemicals into your body or by radiating you. We like radiation. Yeah, that's what people think. I remember a few years ago, I decided to sit down and try and find the evidence that the cancer treatments are more effective than... Um, how do we put this? The regular, let's just say regular medic, medical industry treatments are more effective than no treatment at all or so-called um, Eastern medicine or so-called hippie medicine, yeah, or alternative medicine. I just wanted to, because I was like, they must have the evidence that the hospital treatments have a better outcome overall than, the, than no treatment or the other treatments, the so-called crack treatments. I was like, they've got to have the evidence. That's what I thought. This is very. This is several years ago, you see. And I couldn't find that evidence. Like all I wanted to find was some peer-reviewed studies where you're going to have a, say, a control group. So you, say you take 200 people who've been diagnosed with uh, a particular type of cancer, okay? For argument's sake, let's say breast cancer. And then you split them up into two groups of roughly 100. 100 who receive, whether it's the chemo or the excision or whatever the case might be, the regular recommended stuff today. And then 100 people who, were, who opt, no, we don't want that. We don't want that kind of treatment. We don't want to have a mastectomy. We don't want to have um, radiation put in our bodies. We don't want to ingest something, have something put into our veins that's going to make us lose our hair and clearly make us sick. Not interested. Uh, thanks for your time, but we're going to we're going elsewhere, right? So, and this is just a a basic idea of the kind of control group study I was hoping and kind of expecting to find. Say a hundred of the people who get the regular medicine and a hundred who don't, but all of them have been diagnosed with the same thing. It's kind of what I was expecting. I couldn't find it. Now, if any of you out there, you studied biomed, or you're currently a GP in training, or you've been a GP for 30 years, or you've been a, an oncologist, an expert in this kind of thing, um, please, if you know of those studies, send them through to me. I would love to see them. I would love to go back to having faith in the medical industry. Those were much happier times for me when I thought, if anything goes wrong in my life, there's these experts who can help me. They want to help me. They live to help me. They get paid, obviously, to help me, but you know, they're, they're doctors because they really believe in it. And we're all very lucky to have them. My life was a lot more fun back then in some ways, like a lot more carefree. Because it was like, if anything ever does go wrong, there's someone out there who can fix it for me. It turns out now I've come to the opinion that it might not be that, that cut and dried. I mean, I still think the medical industry can help in some ways, like um, severe blood loss. Most of us wouldn't know how to stop severe blood loss, whereas uh, people at a, at a hospital generally will. So I think um, in, some, in some instances, it's still, the hospital is still a, a good place uh, to take someone, but only if you can be there to protect them from from whatever might come next. I mean, suppose they've been in a car crash, you might need, you might want the experts, and I'm using the term expert here loosely, to stop the the blood loss, right? Which maybe you can't do, and, and your friend needs this attention. But then maybe there's someone there who also wants to uh, perform other things on this person as well. And and some of you might be like, "What, Shelby? What are you talking about?" I'm not going to sit here and give you the examples that I know of. 
But let's just say I know of several instances where people have been told, you need this or you need that. And the person's like, uh-oh. Fortunately, they went and got a second opinion or a third opinion. You don't need that. They didn't get that. And they're fine to this day. Okay, And I know several stories independent of one another where that has happened, where they, they've walked away from the proposed treatment that they needed and they're fine today. So that's why that's one of the reasons I'm very skeptical of the, the medical establishment. I wish I was and I wish I could trust in them. It's nice to think there's someone out there to fix your problems for you. I'm not sure it's that, that straightforward these days. But um, I'm, open, I'm very open-minded, guys. So if you know those studies, those control group studies where it turns out that the medical industry actually helps people uh, compared to the... Like compared to the control group, the people getting the medical treatment are better off. I'd love to see it. It'd make me so happy, guys. You have no idea. Really, I'd, I would love to see it. I would inspect it. And I would make a video about it. I'd be the happiest person on the planet you've ever seen. Seriously. So let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Uh, King TL says, made it, boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, just stay tuned, King TL, because we might be hearing from someone you happen to know personally later in the show. Fat G says, distillation is going back to the previous topic. Distillation evaporates and condenses the water minus minerals and contaminants. Same as alcohol distiller. Costs 10 pence per litre in electricity. England. Okay. Connor G says, mushrooms are the only antidepressants. Yeah, that's interesting. I've taken mushrooms a few times in my life. Not many. I remember the first time was just a marvellous experience. I'll never forget it. Probably one of the top 10 or 15... Uh, how do you say, happy or positive or wonderful moments of my life. The first time I took mushrooms was just a wonderful experience that uh, I don't think I'll ever forget. But that was a long time ago now. Jeez, that must have been 10 years ago now. Yeah, maybe more than that. I haven't really done mushrooms very much, to be honest with you. I'm not against them. I just never really sought them out. But um, I've heard people report good things about them, so that's fair enough. Donnie of the Dead says, those of us that work in healthcare call it sick care. Yes, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't want to talk too much about health in this topic, guys, because it's one of those topics that I really, uh, in tonight's show, I should have said, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's one of those topics that really just does get me down a little bit. And I want to have fun here tonight. I have fun on this show. But unfortunately, 37 things normies believe we're up to the health topic. So let's do one more and then let's move on. Uh Uh-oh, this one's very... This one is very controversial. Number 17 on 37 things normies believe. It is safe and healthy to eat cows. Okay, cows. The, you know, moo moo cows, which have been fed grain and raised or and or slaughtered in factories. So in other words, eating those beef burgers is safe and maybe even healthy. Maybe it's good for you to get a bit of, uh, get a bit of beef into you, right? When I wrote this list of 37 things normies believe, at the time I was not consuming meat. I was not consuming meat at the time. And I felt very good at the time. And I still think there could be something to the, the idea that we're better off without meat. But I'm also very open-minded to the idea that we're better off without vegetables and we should only eat meat, basically. Like, I'm so open-minded to the different perspectives. And I've had plenty of time to, like, uh, trial, trial this for one month, trial this for one month, trial this for one month, and then take notes and compare them across time and, like, be a guinea pig myself. But I just haven't uh, put in the effort to do that, and so I don't know. I've met some people who are vegans, or they don't call themselves. I met one guy; doesn't even call himself a vegan, but he has the same diet as a vegan, fit as a fiddle, super healthy. Right? I met one guy, an old friend of mine. He went on an all-meat diet for a while. He didn't stick at it, but while he was on it, he reported feeling fantastic. He was looking fantastic, putting on muscle, and uh, he swore by it at the time. I'm not sure why he went off that. But I've met different people with different diets. Some of them seem healthy, some of them don't. So I'm not convinced there even is one best diet. But I know a lot of people, they want to believe there is one best diet. And it's their diet. Whatever they're doing is the best. Ah, everyone else is wrong. I'm right. I think that's how most people are. Uh, especially in the truth scene. Uh, or the so-called truth scene, the alternative conspiracy truth scene. I think that's how most people are. Whatever I'm doing is the best. Whatever everyone else is doing is, is wrong. Even if they've changed their mind in the last 12 months. 12 months ago they are doing something different. Oh, no, I was wrong then. I've changed my mind. Well, why are you so confident now? Maybe you change your mind again in the future. I oh, know, people are very dogmatic, you see. So listen, that's enough from the health topic. Um, oh, I don't really want to do any more health-related... Oh, that, that's it? Awesome, all right. So <laughs> next week, we're going to look at government and war. There's lots of things that normies believe about government and war. So we're going to take a look at that in next week's episode. This week, we're going to look at more things that conspiratards believe. Yes, we looked at a couple last week. We didn't get through many. The time just flies so quickly. So we got through one and two last week. We're about to go through number three in a moment. Before we do, 
Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. They are already here asked an intriguing question. Has anyone totaled up the amount of meat available to the amount of cows slaughtered? Oh boy, uh, no I have not done that. That is a fascinating thing to ponder. If there was some way for us to know roughly how much meat was being consumed or made available for sale, and then compare that to the amount of cows being slaughtered for food, say for beef for instance, those numbers should be pretty similar you would think. Obviously there's some wastage in, in certain processes or whatever, but you would think there'd be a, a correlation there, a strong correlation, sort of season to season, year to year, wouldn't you? But what if there was a massive discrepancy? I think that's where they are already here is going with that. And of course, there are theories out there which I probably best not get into on uh, this stream because the first hour is meant to be PG to minimize the chances of being deleted. We get into the heavier stuff in the second hour, the after call, which uh, I guess will begin in about 40 minutes time. We do one hour of this show on the YouTube and through the Dark Matter Digital Network. And then we do the after call at johnlebon.com on the Discord server. We usually save the heavy stuff for the Discord server. I think I'm going to save that one for the Discord server because there's some theories about where certain meats and where certain companies' meats come from. And I'm not saying that I'm here to promote those theories, but, gee, we live in a strange world, don't we? We live in a very, very strange world. Hmm, might come back to that one. Okay, History Buried says, JLB, I would love to hear you interview Sferi. Gee, I really should. I mean, he was in um, Bulgaria. I'm, I'm sort of uh, disappointed in myself that I didn't make the effort to get out there to see him. If I had a car, I would have. I could have driven from here to... Yeah, I think he was in Plovdiv. I could have driven to Plovdiv in like... I think it's... Don't quote me. I think it's like five or six hours or something, which for someone who comes from Australia, that is not a very long drive. That's nothing. So I could have done... I don't have a car. And so I would have had to have caught the bus. And yeah, I've just... I've been very... How do you say? I've been dragging my feet on everything since I got to Bulgaria. Everything that I want to do, I've just taken too long to do. Even just go and skiing. I lived in a ski town for like seven weeks before I finally went skiing. Every day I'm like, oh, I'll go and book tomorrow. I'll go and book tomorrow. It took seven weeks, man. That's crazy. And that's just the the state that I'm in at the moment. So I never got around to trying to organize to go up and meet up with him. I've never spoken to him. I don't even know. Like, what's he like with interviews? Is he is he a good interviewee? Like, is he cool to talk with? Because you know some people, when they're very passionate about their beliefs, they're very confident. Sometimes they can be difficult to uh, to interview. Is is Ferridge that way or is he a, a cool kind of dude to speak with? I honestly don't know. But yeah, maybe one day I'll get a chance to chat with him. I know he's got a lot of fans at johnthebond.com. I know that Negan Tropics is a big fan of Ferridge. And he's he's got his own um, support network, Ferridge, and I think a lot of people like that he, he took on the the vegans. You know, it's similar to the whole flat earth versus science thing. If you've got one side uh, you love the people who stand up for your side against their enemies, yeah? And I get the sense that Sverridge tapped into that, people who wanted someone to stand up for meat, you know, in the face of all of this pro-veganism, which there's definitely something going on with the amount of celebrities and sports stars coming out saying that they're vegan. And then we get told about these bug burgers. I mean, there's, guys, there's definitely something going on. So I can see how Sverridge and others like him have attracted an audience of people who just want someone to stand up for eating meat, you know, and put some of these uh, vegans in their place. I, and I understand that's more or less how Sverich uh, built up his audience. I could be wrong about that. I really don't know. Jenna Lovecraft Reeves says, very interested in the agriculture industry and farming. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of wish they knew more about where their food came from. More people wish they were more hands-on with their food. And I think most of us have this dream that one day in the future, one day in the, in the future, sometime in the future, we're going to own our own property, grow our own food, maybe maybe keep our own animals. We have this dream that one day we'll be more responsible for our own food. But deep down, we know for most of us that's never going to happen. For some people, it does. There's one or two members on my website. They do exactly that. Uh, they do take care of their own sustenance. It's phenomenal. But most people are never going to uh, do that, let's be honest. But we like to dream, and there's nothing wrong with that dream, telling ourselves, that, no, in the, in the future, in the future, I'm going to grow my own food. In the future. Akul Day two three two three says the diet police are lame. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I generally try and like if I'm listening to a podcast and then the the host or the guest spent fifteen twenty minutes talking about diets, I just I'm like I just tune out. I'm like I'm not interested. You go on camera and show me you in good shape, then I'll listen. Right? And even then I'll still be skeptical. 
because it might be that you're in good shape despite a poor diet. But at least being in shape is a, is a good indication that maybe you know what you're talking about. Maybe you walk the walk, so to speak. But in the truth scene, most people just want to talk the talk because they're not walking the walk. This is their way of making up for it. By talking about health, it makes them feel better for not being healthy. And when I realized that a few years ago, I just stopped. Just stopped listening. History Buried says, how natural is nature? Yeah, th- what, what does natural even mean at this point? Like, it, like humans are supposed to be intelligent, so they learn how to build a house, right? Is a house natural? Or is it oh no, only living in caves is natural? Because that's a story. We came from caves, right? But if humans are meant to be intelligent and they're meant to be able to come up with ideas, isn't living in a house natural? And then you think about something like electricity, like we see lightning, yeah, or we see the sunlight. That's a, its own form of energy. And then, again, taking the so that humans are meant to be intelligent, so eventually one's going to come along and work out how to build a semiconductor. Like, eventually that was going to happen. And a semiconductor, like this, this idea of these semiconductors, it's very straightforward. It just allows you to build an on-off switch. And then when you start connecting them, that's when you start building up circuits. Start building up circuits, and you've got computers. Keep going through that process. Eventually you reach where we are today with smartphones and then all the rest of it, right? That all goes back to a, a relatively simple discovery of, uh, what is it, the PNP? It's been a while since I've looked at this, but just this idea of taking one material, putting another material in between it, and then the other material again, and then you can make electricity flow or not by running it through two of the legs or not, right? And this is a very rudimentary basic idea I'm trying to explain to you, but going all the way back to, to the simple on-off switch, like they were on-off switch even before they discovered semiconductors, but the semiconductor made it easier and, and smaller, and way more practical for what they want to use it for, you know, today. So my point is, if, if humans were meant to be intelligent and electricity is all around us, wasn't it just going to be a matter of time until, or it's easy to generate anyhow, wasn't, wasn't it just going to be a matter of time until humans came up with computers? Like, how is that not natural? You know what I'm trying to say? I've thought about this before. I couldn't come up with anything compelling to, like, lead me to one conclusion or another. Of course, in the years since I was going down that path, I've come to realize that maybe this whole realm is a little bit more simulation than perhaps I realized at the beginning. But again, we'll save that for hour two. All right, let's go and play some of the voicemails. And goodness gracious me, we've got some wonderful voicemails today. Again, you can leave, guys, if you want to be on next week's episode, it's this easy. You follow this clip, uh, this uh, link, to it's in the info box below, to apostasy.com, that's apostasy.com, to the voicemail page, it's right there, and then you just start recording. Then you listen back to what you recorded. If you like it, press send. If you don't like it, click delete, start again. It's no problem. And then I, and this costs nothing to you, by the way. This company that I'm dealing with, I think they charge maybe a hundred bucks a year to people like me to run something like this. That's nothing. That's nothing. I'm happy to pay that to hear from you guys. This costs you nothing. And you leave a voicemail, I play it. I'll show you an example right about now. This comes to us from Meat is Murder. This is a two minute 30 clip and what I do is I play the clip, but then I read back what I think they're saying so that if the audio doesn't come through clear for you, you still hear me explaining it. And also me going back over what they're saying, it helps me to get an idea of what they're saying so I can respond more appropriately. So let's check this out. This comes to us from Meat is Murder. And they left this message one week ago. This is Meat is Murder 66 from Ontario. Quick quick couple of questions. Okay. Um when I sit down with somebody to have them listen to uh, your dinosaurs, fake, uh, the war hoax, um, you, you explain that it was a hoax. You laid it out, but there's only a couple of issues that I have. And number one, you didn't then state what, what, what the whole thing was about. Why is there a dinosaur hoax? Why is there a war hoax? That's number one. And- Okay, so firstly, Meat is Murder is coming to us from Ontario, and it's cool to hear from Canadians, man. There's more Canadians than Australians, officially, and I believe that that probably is the case. But at places like Fakeologist, Canadians, apart from the guy who runs it, and he's really an American anyhow, they're basically unheard of, the Canadians. Why are they so quiet on topics about media fakery? There are very intelligent Canadians out there. How come we almost never hear from them? So it's cool when we do hear from them. Now, he asked me about the dinosaur hoax and the war hoax, and he says, you know, I don't explain, you know, why they're doing this. I would suggest that I have explained why they're doing this. I've done a number of uh, one or two hour video presentations and live streams and I've even done a couple of interviews on these topics. And so it is all explained. Now some people come back to me and say, oh, but that's all behind the paywall. No, it's not. There's tons of free content. In fact, I'm going to show you right now. I didn't even have this lined up because I forgot he asked about this. 
Let's go to johnlebon.com right now. Let's check it out. What's the GME stock price, by the way? Ooh, 190. 190, very nice. Anyway, so where are we? Let's take a look here. If you go to Start Media Podcasts, JLB Chats, right? I think it's set, there's, there's like 17 podcasts in now, all available for free. Average length, maybe two hours, right? Now, one of these is dedicated to the war hoax. One of these is dedicated to the war hoax. One of these is dedicated to the outer space hoax, yeah? Now, as for dinosaurs, and that's just a couple of examples. That's all free content, by the way. Now, as for dinosaurs, man, I've got a whole page dedicated to the dinosaurs. Key topics, dino fraud. I've got several pages explained. In fact, one of them even shows you the scientific uh, papers that supposedly prove that they found these dinosaurs. I focus on the ones in Queensland because those were the ones at the time I could get to. And that's exactly what I did. I went and drove out there. See, Winton. I was living in Brisbane. So when I say a six-hour drive is nothing for me, this is what I'm talking about. That was a... Probably, I want to say, maybe a 15, 20-hour drive total. can't remember. Huge drive. So, look, I show you images from the so-called scientific studies. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, guys. I'm actually reading the studies, and here's the problems I'm finding with these studies. This is why I don't believe this is real. Then I show you the vested interests who are involved, the money that they're making. This guy over here, David Elliott, right? The fame, the fortune that comes from the dinosaur industry. Right? I show you the whole lot, man. And this is a free page. So if someone says to me, listen, JLB, you're, not, you're saying things you're hoping you're not explaining it. I'm like, yes, I'm explaining it. Maybe I haven't explained it to you directly. Guess what? Thousands upon thousands of people have now heard of my work or seen my work. Okay, It's, it's in the tens of thousands, actually. Yeah, and that's, that's being very conservative, is the number of people who've heard me say that this is a hoax or that's a hoax. It could be significantly more than that. So I can't sit down with every single one of them and say, here's why I say this topic's hoax. That's just not practical. What I can do is release the content for people to consume at their leisure. Written content, video content, audio content. That's exactly what I do at JohnLeBond.com. So what you can do, if this is all new to you, if you didn't realize that whole website dedicated to this, not just a YouTube channel, but a whole website, you can go to the search bar. Say you want to type in dinosaurs, for argument's sake, right? The search function works really well. Take a look at this. Come on now, there we go. Okay, we've got a whole ton of stuff. I talk about how Simon Dan believes in dinosaurs. Good old Simon Dan, God bless him. Got another video about dinosaurs, NPCs and my dinosaurs. That's footage of me out at the dinosaurs in Winton in Brisbane, okay? Real until proven fake, that's a 40 minute video all about fake nukes and fake. Can you see what I'm trying to say to you? Yeah, that's just one example. So there's tons of stuff there. I'd encourage you to go and check it out at johnlebon.com. Then number two, you didn't, you didn't state your opinion of what it is. Do, do you think uh, somebody died, one person died, 10 person died? Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period. That's a fact. And anybody who tells you otherwise is, in fact, a liar. Now, of course, in events, people do die. In real life, people do die. But when I see something on TV, especially if it's all around the world news, saying that someone's dead, my instinct is to auto-hoax it. I just auto-hoax it. I'm like, yeah, probably not real. It could be real, but I'm going to auto-hoax it. I'm going to be right more often than back in the olden days when I used to auto-believe. Now, people come back to me, they're like, oh, well, that, that, if, if that's what you're saying, that means sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, sometimes I'm wrong. I used to be wrong almost all the time when I auto-believed. So this is just a simple way to deal with the news and the media cycle and just the common beliefs of the masses. It just makes sense to auto-hoax it. Just auto-hoax it. You've got to make what I'm auto-hoaxing. I'm not saying that you can't believe. You can believe whatever you want. We all believe our own little fairy tales in our mind about the future and what we're going to do and why we're really here and what we're trying to achieve. We all tell ourselves stories all the time. We can believe whatever stories we want. When I say to people that I'm auto-hoaxing it, I'm not saying, now I want you to auto-hoax it with me. You can do whatever you like. That's not a problem. Are you, are you, are you saying nobody shot at other people? No, people do shit at each other. People, people, people uh, do hurt each other. Generally, in uh, either domestic situations or in um, you know, crime, crime-ridden areas, po- poverty-stricken areas, uh, certain demographics in certain cities, especially in America. Yeah, look, I was in South Africa for a few months there back when I was uh, a young man. There were parts of town that I saw people with guns just walking around. I'm like, what the hell? Is that what I think it is? Yeah, man. I'm not talking about police officers walking around with guns. I'm talking about regular punks on the side of the road. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I'm trying to say? So do, do people shit each other in real life? Yeah. But that's different to saying that uh, war is real. And it's different to saying that some kid walked into a school and shot down X number of children, for argument's sake. Uh, you please be more specific, because if you generalize it and just say the whole thing is a hoax, 
well, I mean, Charlie from Nebraska got shot in the leg, or this person from Australia got shot in the nose. I mean, we can find examples of that. Bro, just the other day I was watching this YouTube video. I guess there's a bunch of people who were maybe 20, 25, and one of them must have had one of those knives. You know, some people like to collect knives, like samurai, so-called samurai swords and stuff. And I guess they must have all been drunk because they did something very stupid. One of them um, puts, you know, balances something on his forehead, like maybe a cucumber or something, or somehow he's balancing something on his head for his friend to chop off, right? Guess what the idiot does? He chops his nose. They show after footage of the guy at the hospital. This guy's done a complete number on the guy's nose, right? Like completely sliced him open into the sinus. Horrible thing. Very foolish behavior. Mind you, most of us have done stupid things. Fortunately, I've never been slicing nose with a with a samurai sword. But the point is, those people weren't even trying to hurt each other, as far as I can tell. People do have accidents and injuries. Sometimes people get angry and punch each other, even shoot each other. It, that does happen, yeah. But again, that's not the same as believing some story on the TV. So I think that the, your problem is you're not, you're not um, ex- explaining it. You're not explaining it correctly you're generalizing it and then you're almost doing a disservice yourself actually yeah i've heard people try and suggest this like jlb some of your rhetoric is too strong when actually your position is more nuanced if you stuck to the nuance you wouldn't turn so many people away you wouldn't uh, upset so many people is a basic idea that i've heard and that's fair enough however time is finite i've been doing this for literally years i mean just to give an example without trying to make an example of you the material on my website about dinosaurs has been there for four or five years. So if I try and be nuanced, people don't go and look for that. Okay, people have very short attention spans and people's time is short as well. They're not looking for, for two or three hour exposés of topic X, Y, and Z. They're not. What they might click on though is a two minute video where someone like me is there saying, see this TV story? This is in fact a hoax. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. Now, most people who see that won't then follow through the link that I put to go and see the detail that I put into why I'm saying this. But I'm going to get far more traction that way. This is my experience having done this for seven years now. I'm going to get way more traction having the rhetoric that's concise to the point, here's what I'm saying, and then the nuance afterwards. It works much better that way than trying to put out the nuance to begin with. People might not like that, but that is just the way the world works. And when you're trying to get your ideas out to as many people as possible via social media, which YouTube is, or Twitter or what have you, you've got to keep your rhetoric short. And then the nuance follows from that. Now that's my that's my strategy. If other people have other strategies that work for them, I'm that's all cool. Like that's you show me how it's done. But I'm telling you that in the years that I've been doing it, this is the most effective method. Even if it does mean pissing off some people, that's you know what do they say? Yeah, you've got to crack a couple of eggs to make a beautiful omelet. Uh, so if you can state state what you believe and then state some facts to, to back it up. Don't generalize it give then give give examples and then state what, what state what your opinion is on the matter yeah i just addressed that another thing is is the round flat earth stuff okay i'm a flat earther that's neither here nor, here nor there i think it is here or there i mean it's an important part of a person's uh, belief system their framework if they identify as a spinning ball earth or as a flat earth of course i identify as neither but for those who do identify as one or the other i think it is a very important part of their foundation for reality but if you say you're not a flat earther well state why state why try to give some some facts maybe your own experimentation say something don't, don't just say oh no, it's not flat no it's not round no I, I don't believe anything i don't believe this well what do you believe i mean i haven't heard you state your opinion too much i mean state your opinion well, what do you believe based on your research what do you believe? Um, that's all I gotta say. Thank you. Uh, thank you for leaving the comment. Yeah, so I made more than fifty videos, either mocking, debunking, or critiquing the flat Earth back in twenty, I want to say twenty fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. And then I retired from the scene. I spent two hours going back over the old material, saying, "Here are the problems with flat Earth. Here are the problems. Here are the problems." And I made it clear at the time: if other people want to believe in flat Earth, that's fine. Okay, if you really want to believe in it, and it's something that means something to you on a spiritual level or a a deep emotional level, you'd best avoid my material. Uh, if you do want to engage in this conversation, here's all my material. I'm happy to engage with you. That's what I did. So uh, once again, the material is all there at JohnTheBond.com. It's all there, tons of it. And uh, I could sit here for the next 20 minutes of this show going over that once again, 
but I think that would be belaboring the point. So for anyone who's interested, whether it's the shape of the earth, dinosaurs, the war hoax concept, any of this stuff, go to my website. You'd be amazed how much free material is there. Okay? People have, someone is out there spreading this idea that all of JLB's material is uh, only for members. That's simply not true. I've, I was releasing material for years before there even was a member area. Okay? And that stuff is still there. I still pay my web host. I still pay my uh, MP3 host. I've got a video host as well. I've got, I'm with the same companies I've been the whole time. And I've been leaving stuff up the whole time. So I haven't counted it lately. There's probably 100, 200 hours of free content at johnthebond.com across all of these topics and more. Okay, now I know for a fact there's more than 300 hours of member-only content because these days that's where I put most of my attention. But in terms of people wanting a basic entry-level understanding of where is JLB coming from, all of the main topics are covered and they have been for years. So if you're genuinely interested to know what I had to say, the best place to go is johnthebond.com. Use the search function and just check out the free material there's tons of it there. So thank you to Meet Is Murder for the voicemail. What do people have to say for themselves in the live stream chat? Almost 60 people watching live. Goodness gracious me, great to have all of you here. Let's think of a couple of, let's pick out a couple of comments to read. Uh, let's see. They are already here, says, I get blank stares when I ask, why did they make us read Animal Farm in 1984 at school? Interesting question. They didn't make us read those books at school. I read them myself uh, when I was a university student, not because it was on my prescribed reading list, but because I'd come to learn that maybe there was something to these books. Apoc Shaker says, dude, that video was possibly a hoax. He's talking about the video of the guy with the, the nose getting chopped. That could have been a hoax, actually. I didn't even give it a second thought. That could have been a hoax video. <laughs> I didn't even know where I saw that video. Uh, I didn't see it on the news. I saw it on YouTube. But I guess maybe that like lowered my, my auto-hoax defenses. And instead of me thinking to myself, hold on, let me check that knife. Let me check the pixelation. I just thought, yeah, people are dumb enough to do something like that. But then again, it could still be a hoax. That's a very good point, Apoch Shaker. Alpha Force says, it's on you, JLB, to tell us cool stories. I think that was in regards to the, the voicemail that was left. Yeah, people, people love the, the idea of, of stories. And when someone like me comes along and says, actually, that story that I used to believe, that you still believe, here's why I don't believe it. People don't really want to hear that, and I don't blame them. That's why this show is called The Apostasy Show. What is an apostate? It is someone who was left of religion, yeah? Someone who was left behind a belief system. And we were raised with an incredible belief system, with its own eschatology, that is the end time story, its own Genesis story, how it all began, its own moral system, yeah, even a heaven above. Our belief system has all of those things. Yeah, Elon's going go to go to Mars, man. He put a car up there and his dad is spaceman. It was really cool, yeah. Alrighty, so History Buried in the Live Stream Chat says, Auto-hoaxing is about shifting the burden of proof back onto the mainstream media. That's a quote from Tim Mosman. Yes, indeed. On that note, let's go and take a look. This is Dark Matter Digital Network. And would you believe it? They happen to have their own uh, video trailer. Let's take a look at this. Uh, hold on, I've got to go to the video. Here we go. Take a look at this. For those listening at home, it says darkmatter.radio, and it shows... Thank you for listening to the Dark Matter Digital Network. Three aliens. The top paranormal streaming radio on the internet. Join us for live call-in shows, podcasts, and special guests. Go to darkmatter.news to hear the most current news from the fringe and beyond. Got something to say? Leave a voicemail at the wormhole for on-air play at darkmatter.radio. How cool is that? For those of you just listening at home, you can't see all the cool uh, visuals, but I thought that was pretty cool. It was uploaded one day ago by Tim Osman. That's darkmatter.radio. So this presentation that you're listening to is being streamed via YouTube, via my JLB podcast channel, but it's being simulcast via Dark Matter Digital Network. And here's why I think that's important. There's two reasons. One, YouTube might not always let people like us do stuff like this. They might, they might not. We don't know. It's good to have backup platforms that are self-sufficient, such as Dark Matter. The other thing is, I would love to see one day the Dark Matter Network become a proper network with its own stable. Every Monday at this time, it's JLB. Every Tuesday at this time, it's this guy. Every Wednesday, it's this guy. Every Thursday, hey, there's this lady and her friend. They host a show, right? How cool would that be? I would love to see that. Now, when I first got into this scene back in 2013, 2014, around there, there was a network, which I won't mention because it doesn't, it's not really that important, but they had that going. They had, I think, four or five hosts and then they would share the, the Saturday. Someone would take the Saturday. 
So pretty much every night of the week, you could listen to someone. And for me, I was listening on delay. That means every day I can wake up and uh, download a new MP3 because everything was also stored as an MP3. Those were cool days. Now, that particular network, one by one, hosts would come and hosts would go. There'd usually be riffs and dramas and all kinds of nonsense. It was a real shame. And these days, it's just the, the two people who run the, the station who, who still, who still uh, produce content. They even, their, their last remaining co-host left on good terms amicably a couple of weeks ago. So they're, they're not a real network anymore, you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, they seem happy with that, by the way. I'm just trying to point out that it was cool for us to have a network to tune into, an alternative network. And I think Dark Matter could be exactly that. So in the info box below, you'll see a link to darkmatter.radio. I hope you follow it. Go and check it out. See what they're doing over there. And uh, yeah, come back to me and let me know what you think about this, this idea. Do you, do you like the idea of a, of a network? Is it something that you would support? Would you like to see it? Is it something that you're against for whatever reason? I'm, I'm all these guys. I love people's ideas. But you know that I'm streaming through Dark Matter every Monday, US Eastern Time at midday. Every Monday. This is my sixth in a row. Next week will be the seventh. And on and on. And uh, that's how it's going to be. So long as I'm welcome at Dark Matter, which from what I can tell, I'm uh, more than welcome. Tim Osmond's doing great work over there. And uh, he's, as far as I can tell, guys, he's the numero uno in promoting alternative, like real alternative content. So that's why I support what he does, and hopefully some of you will support it as well. Let's go back to the live stream chat. Jeez, we've only got 12 minutes left. It's going quick. Mike G says, nice trailer. I agree. Jenna Lovecraft says, thanks, JLB. Yeah. Donnie of the Dead says, loving the Dark Matter Resurgence. See, same here. Same here. Okay, so let's go and check out. I've actually got another voicemail from Meteor's Murder, but I think after playing the first one, we'll skip his second one and come back to it if we get time. This one comes to us from Tommy King. Check this out. Hey, how we doing? Hope the app or hope the mic works, not the app. I'm assuming everything's gonna be good. This is uh, Tommy King checking in. Uh, JLB man, um, doing this at 5:36 Central Time on uh, Tuesday. Just at uh, you dropping that 2019 retrospect of what you're doing on that. Um, <clears throat> What you're doing about before, it sounded like you were setting sail, man. I clicked off because I remember hearing at the time and just thinking back where we've been over. So this is Tommy King. He's coming to us. Actually, I think he's coming to us from Dakota, North or South Dakota. I'm not sure which one. Don't quote me, but I think he's coming from one of those uh, states, sort of northern middle, northern western, the U.S. My geography is not the best, but from around that area. He used to be a member of JohnTheBond.com, and uh, there was a huge spike in memberships, uh, at the end of 2018, yes, 2018, yes, end of 2018, <laughs> and uh, and then of course what happens is when you have a huge spike, of course some people for whatever reason they stick around for one month, three months, six months, and then they they go their own way. Tommy was there for a while. He came onto one of our 9/11 specials. It was a terrific call. And anyhow, I uploaded a video maybe a week ago from back in 2019 when I was saying to people, I'm going to go to Bulgaria. This is my plan. Here's why I work a so-called real job. And then in my time after, and sometimes before work, and on weekends, I'm working on the website to build it up to make it sufficient so I can travel. I want to eventually get to Bulgaria. Now, some people thought, yeah, JLB, if he wants to do it, he can do that. Some people were like, nah, that'll never happen. You'll never go there, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, we'll see what happens. And of course, here I am two years later, and I am here in Bulgaria now. Uh, Bulgaria is a great country, beautiful country. I'm happy to be here. It's not like my life is anywhere near as glamorous as some people might uh, imagine. It's still pretty much... The same as it was for those last couple of years in Brisbane, just spending a lot of time on a computer, some time down at the park, getting some sunlight, and yeah, a lot of time mucking about and doing all kinds of nonsense. So it's really not glamorous, is my point. I'm trying, I'm trying to say to people, oh, look, I, I've made it, my life is great. No, that's not the case. However, I did achieve the goal, a goal that many people didn't think I could achieve, and that a lot of people around the world did aspire to in the in the before times, before the, the travel restrictions and what have you. A lot of people dreamed of this idea of find a way to make money on the internet, find something you're good at, make money doing that and travel to the countries you want to go to well I did that I've done that now and so I think Tommy's referring to that video he must have saw that video a week ago uh, when I uploaded it and that inspired him or that led him to to lead this message for the last two years and how <laughs> at the time would have nowhere near thought we'd be honestly was the sunsets wondering are we going to get off a damn lockdown or wondering if uh, March 4th is going to be the thing with the, the return that, you know, the Q people are. Yeah, well, we know that March 4th wasn't the return of Q, but I get what Tommy's saying. Tommy's saying, like, who would have known two years ago that here in 2021, 
we'd all have so little idea of what the hell's going on. And, and I'm, I'm with him. When I made the plans to do this travel stuff, I had no idea. I mean, this was years in the making to, to finally leave Australia. Years and years in the making. So when I left, I had no idea that this was coming. Had I known this was coming, would I have left? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. But I'm, I'm with Tommy. I don't know. If, I don't think any of us knew that this was coming. Uh, this is crazy the world that we wake up to every morning now. Concerned about so, man. Just uh, glad you did you. Uh, you're in Belgium, man. Uh, Bulgaria, on the opposite side of Europe to Belgium, but that's cool. Uh, Europe, to me, before I came here, I knew nothing about it. I didn't know that... I mean, Bulgaria is a small country. There's only like 7 million people here officially, and it's half the size of Victoria, Australia. I didn't know that before I got here. That's when I decided to actually look up the, the details about it. How crazy is that? I'm in North Dakota, Belgium, we in two different things. There you go, North Dakota. I was right. So just keep being you, you're a gentleman. Uh, much respect, man. Uh, free thought and keep it up. Keep it up, man. Uh, I know it says I got two more minutes and yeah. Nothing else to say here besides you know what you did. I'm assuming you remember I was a, uh, either it would be Tommy King or King TL in your chat and yeah, you were a member of the site, I remember it well, and you were on that special 311 anniversary podcast that we did, which was like a, an epic podcast, and that was well produced. We had Bella Set, I think, was a producer of that one. One of the best things we've done at JohnTheBond.com, and you were there. I remember it very well. On the uh, list when I was a paying customer of the website, man, you uh, it jumped off with that higher side chat, Tesla fake history, and I had actually done that prior to you bringing it up, and me feeling alone and wondering had anybody done that and with you doing that and being like shit all right and then that was kind of a launching pad to know that other people are ready to get buck so much respect buddy keep it up do you have on air have off air man i don't want to slow your show down keep being you well thank you very much tommy i really do appreciate that and you had the tesla thing <clears throat> i mean for those who don't know when i went on the thc the high side chats that was one of the main topics we talked about was the tesla hoax let me go back to my uh web page here let's go let's go there yeah so a lot of people don't realize that that was one of the main things we talked about if you haven't listened to that thc chat i recommend you guys go and check it out i know a lot of you aren't members of the high side chats it's only eight bucks it's eight us dollars a month that's two us dollars a week i'm a member i'm a paying member and i'm happy to be a paying member even though there only might be one or two episodes per month that i actually uh, really get into so what it's eight bucks a month who can't afford that and uh Greg Carl was doing great work with his podcast. He's a pioneer in the scene. So I'm happy to support that. And even if you're not a paying member of, of what he's doing, my chat with him, he released the first 90 minutes, not just the first hour, the first 90 minutes, because it was a, a much longer chat than usual. Usually he does two hours. Ours was like two hours 30, maybe two hours 40, maybe even longer than that, I can't remember. Very long chat. One of the things we spoke about was the Tesla hoax. And most of you have heard this before, but for those of you who haven't really heard much about this, there's a group of us out there who've taken the time to look into this character called Tesla. Don't just watch some so-called documentary on the History Channel. Don't just read some so-called uh, autobiography that isn't even written by him, they admit that. Try and find out the real primary sources for this guy. And when you do that, what you find will shake you to the depths of your miserable soul. And some of us have already done that, and we've reported back our findings. And you can learn more about that at johnthebond.com or go to the THC uh, website or to the YouTube Type in John the Bond or type in Tesla and it should come up and yeah, go and check it out. So Tommy, thanks for reminding me of that and thank you very much for the voicemail. We've got time for one more voicemail. This one came through just today actually. And uh, it's from, he didn't leave his name. So I'm just gonna call him Rob. Let's just call him Rob. He didn't mention his name during the recording. So this is from Rob, just check this out. Hey John, uh, I've been listening to you for a while. You say you're not a flat earther. Uh, wondering what your top one or two reasons are for not sort of seeing that cosmology. Thanks. Okay, so thank you for the voicemail. Again, guys, you can leave your voicemails at apostasy.com. Very easy, so easy to do. Link in the info box below. You can do it now, you can do it tomorrow, anytime. So long as it's before the beginning of the show next week, I can play it and we're going to have a lot of fun. So the question was, what are my main reasons for not being a flat earther? Okay. I don't believe the Earth has a shape. I don't believe that there is a shape to the Earth. I think those who try and claim that there is a shape, they have to push that as a premise for you to then buy into the false dichotomy of flat versus spinning ball. And that's a very effective and to an extent lucrative. Hold on, let me go back to my webpage here. 
lucrative, uh, lucrative, entertaining uh, false dichotomy because then you get people like Red Rhetoric offering the SpaceX and, you know, we're so smart because we have these numbers. Then you've got the flat earthers. No, no, you're, you're wrong because you believe in these lies by NASA. Can't you see that this is CGI? It's a beautiful false dichotomy. It goes on and on and on, never ends. Both of those groups need you to believe that the Earth has a shape. Then there's people like me saying, who convinced you the Earth has a shape? Back in the back before you found out about flat Earth and the problems with heliocentrism, did you believe the universe had a shape? Did you? I didn't. I just thought it was, it was just infinite. Well, now that we know that outer space is a hoax, why do we think the Earth has a shape? Why do we assume the Earth has a shape? Now, if you come back to me and say, okay, for the sake of argument, let's just, let's just come up with a model that works the best. Let's make a pretend shape that fits the observable phenomena. Okay, great. There's two sets of observable phenomena that I don't think flat can explain. The flights, okay, between countries like South Africa and Australia, which do exist, and Australia and South America, which do exist. And the, the flat earthers back in 2015 were trying to claim they didn't exist because they knew full well it doesn't make sense, but they didn't have to backflip on that until 2016, 17, by which time they'd already built up their so-called community and all of their followers and it didn't matter if they backflipped. And that's exactly, that's exactly what they did, they backflipped. And I documented it. You can find evidence for everything I'm saying at JohnLeBond.com for free. Okay, it's all documented. Go and check it out. That's the first one is the flights. The second one is the apparent motion of the lights in the sky that we call stars and planets. In some parts of the world, the night sky appears to rotate what you might call clockwise. In some parts of the world, it appears to rotate what you might call anti-clockwise. This makes sense on a ball model. It doesn't make sense on a flat model, as far as I can tell. Now, there are some people out there, one guy in particular, very talented wordsmith, very talented rhetorician, who is happy to just start yelling at people to, <laughs> to win, quote-unquote win a so-called debate on these topics. And if his audience are happy listening, and, um, you know, good luck to the guy and good luck to his audience. I mean, if people, people believe they can make sense of the, the apparent rotation of the lights in the sky on a flat model, good luck to them but I don't think you can. And that's another reason why I don't think the flat model makes any sense uh, whatsoever. But again, if people want to believe it, that's up to them. It uh, doesn't bother me at all. So let's go to the live stream chat, see what people are talking about. 54 people watching live right now. Donnie of the Dead says here for IPR and JLB. And he also says it's great to see new content again. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm trying my best to produce uh, an hour or so of this show every week for you guys. Of course, to a after call for the members of JohnLeBond.com as well. And uh, yeah, this is my weekly thing now. Something I can look forward to. I was looking forward to this today. I'm glad that, you know, I wake up and it's Monday. I'm happy about that. Nathan Oakley, there he is. He's in the live stream chat. He says, all the stars rise in the east and set in the west. All of the stars rise in the east and set in the west. Yeah, and so if you just keep repeating that and ignoring that in some parts of the world that makes one rotation and in another part of the world it makes a different... If you just ignore that part, and just keep repeating, repeat the mantra, guys. All stars rise in the east and set in the west. Just keep, just keep parroting that. Just keep saying that. Someone comes along and says, yeah, however, just interrupt them, yell them. It's easy. Just use lots of words and use the rhetoric that you know, and yeah, you'll be fine. No problems. All righty then. Let's go and take a look. I've got a couple of mailbags I want to read out. This one from S. Lucas is from a couple of weeks ago. It's a very long mailbag, though. I, I, I feel bad because we left this one last week. We're going to leave it again, but that'll be the first thing I respond to on next week's uh, show, I promise you. Donnie of the Dead on March 1 wrote, Cheers from the Penguinati of IPS and welcome to the Dark Matter Digital Network. Looking forward to the continuing 37 Things discussions and more episodes. Thank you very much, Donnie of the Dead. Seats and People also left a very long comment. He wrote, Aloha, JLB. What I'm going to do is respond to this one directly next week. So next week, before we do any voicemails or any other mailbags, we're going to read S. Lucas's comment and respond to it. Then we're going to take a look at seats and people. And for those of you who don't know where that uh, name comes from, we might uh, take a look at that in just a moment. Now, Raz, another former member of JohnTheBond.com, but left on good terms, still on good terms, apparently, he writes this. Hey, John, it's Raz from Estonia. I just wanted to ask a quick question about the idea of human potential. Do you agree with this notion that we all have some sort of mystical, unfulfilled potential we could tap into at any given time to become far greater than we are now? Or do you think this may be just another tool of trickery to get us poor humans to feel and think lesser of ourselves? I remember you touching on it once ever so slightly, and I'm interested to see where you are now. 
All right, man, be well. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to leave a comment. I think what Reza's asking is, there are these people out there who say that we can be much more than we are, like in a mystical sense, in, uh, in almost like an inner space sense, but also in a, a manifestation of this realm, I think, sense. We can be much more than we are as humans, right? And a lot of people love that idea. They love hearing that idea. They, they love it. What I think Reza's asking is, do I agree with that notion? Or do I think that by people putting that out there, it makes us feel less about what we currently have, our current abilities. It's like, oh, if we could be so much better, that makes us crap as we currently are. We're like an inferior version of ourselves. That's an excellent question. I don't really think I've thought of it in those terms before. That's an excellent question. I don't know the answer. I do know that a lot of people love this idea that we're mystical beings and you know, maybe we used to have some kind of ESP that we can't tap into now, but maybe some people can and maybe we will in the future and uh, that we're much more than than the creatures who are walking around today. And I can see why that's such an appealing idea. I can. However, I can see where you're coming from, Raz. It's like, well, yeah, but maybe if we buy into that idea, but we never achieve as individuals this this more mystical, uh, capable being, then that just makes us feel worse about what we are now. It's like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit human. I'm a human who never reaches potential, you know, which would, would, of course, fit into the whole victimhood mentality that's so common in the in the ACT realm, the alternative conspiracy truth realm. Yeah, that's a very good point, Raz. I'm looking forward to seeing other people's comments. Which, by the way, guys, if you go to this mailbag page, you can leave responses to the uh, mails that have been left. So it's not just... This isn't just for me to read people's comments and respond to. This is for a conversation. So if you're interested in anything that I've read from the mailbag, you can go there and for free, just you know, don't have to log in. I don't think you have to do anything other than just put you know, your, uh, your comment and then like a name, like Donnie of the Dead or whatever the case might be, and you're good as gold. So maybe, Rez, your comment might inspire some people to go and leave a comment in response to you, which I can also read out on next week's episode. So once again, uh, S. Lucas, thank you very much for your patience. We'll talk about this idea of the Pyrrhonists next week, these uh, ancient Greek philosophical thinkers. And also we'll come back and read out seats and people. We'll get through that next week. So let's go through another couple of comments here on the uh, Apostasy Show, episode 04, March 8, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to admit, I've been pretty good at not doing the airboys. I know some people don't like the airboys, so I've cut back a little bit. Oh, there's a couple of people uh, in the live stream chat. All they want to do is talk about the uh, the Flat Earth thing. Yeah, guys, by the way, like there's nothing wrong with talking about Flat Earth, but I spent a lot of time talking about that topic back in 2015-16. And by the end, I was sick of it. And since then... I've really paid it almost no attention. So I understand that for a lot of people, it's like the most important topic or it's, it's one of the most important topics. I understand that. For me, it was as well for a while there. But then I moved on to different things. And this is very natural. If you go back through my entire seven years creating content, I might have one topic that I focus on for a while. Then I feel like I've kind of come to a conclusion on that one. And then I go and look at a different topic and then a different one and so on and so forth. So for those of you who Flat Earth is like the main thing, hopefully you can forgive me if when you listen to my show, I don't read out your comments about Flat Earth. I mean, listen, unless it's funny or it's somehow topical, even tangentially, but otherwise I'm probably going to ignore it. Not because I'm ignoring Flat Earth as a whole. There's tons of material on my website dedicated to it, but because I've said pretty much all I want to say on that topic. So uh, thank, thank you anyway for the people who did leave those voicemails. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about that. So let's see, what else did I want to talk about today? We did a couple of 37 things normies believe. Let's just zoom out a little bit there. We did a couple of things. Oh, did, did we actually do a single thing from the 37 things conspiratards believe? No, we didn't. Okay, so last week we did two. Let's do one really quickly right now. 37 things conspiratards believe. Number three, all content, especially truth-related content, should be free. Very common uh, perception in the, in the conspiratard realm. People who, they'll happily spend money on alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, fast food, junk food, uh, Netflix, Hollywood movies sports ball ticket i mean all kinds of things that make them feel good entertain them etc which i'm totally cool with all that by the way but then when someone says to them hey there's a second hour of my material available at my website they're like i shouldn't have to pay for that and it's like why not well because it should be free why should it be free well because you owe it to us why why do you feel like it's owed to you well because it's about the truth so what well truth stuff should be free how come well because it just should yeah why though well you should that's all so give it to me for free. I want to call you bad names. It's a bizarre mindset, but it's a very popular one. It's kind of like, guys, 
you get what you pay for, you know what I mean? And, and your time is money, your time is valuable. What you put your time into should be valuable to you. I know for me it is, I put a lot of time into my member-only content and uh, the members there do support it. They do appreciate the content. Uh, we're all very happy with how it's all going. And there's many people out there doing this kind of thing, whether it's an hour free, second hour, uh, members only, or they do short little YouTube videos and they release a podcast. Whatever the case is, there are people out there who say, here's my public content, here's my member content. If you want to get the member-only content, you're going to have to pay up a couple of dollars. I support some of those people. Many people support what I'm doing. We're all cool. Uh, but there are people out there who, no, they don't support anything. They think it all should be free. And the point I've made many times is those kinds of people in life, like the kind of people, if you have a barbecue and you go out of your way to set up the barbecue, buy all the ingredients, buy all the stuff, uh, cook some good burgers, man, make sure people have got beers in their hands. If you're trying to be a good host, you appreciate when people, they bring, they bring a salad, they bring a couple beers of their own or... They bring something to the table. If you realize that someone's just mooching, usually that person, you're going to stop inviting them because you're going to realize, hold on, this person is just taking, not giving. That's not the kind of person I want to be around. Or at least I don't. I don't want to be around that kind of person. Well, say having a pay-per-view at home, right? And it's 60 bucks for the pay-per-view and you invite six or seven dudes over. If a dude says, hey, man, can I give you 10 bucks? It's not even the 10 bucks you need. It's just that he wants to contribute to the overall experience that you're having. The people who just rock up and don't even, don't even offer money you don't even have to ask them for the money. Like they've, they've told you to your face, don't invite me next time. Because who wants to be around a moocher? Now, that's just how I am. I know some people were raised in very different environments where mooching was totally acceptable and, and they don't know any different. Uh, maybe they feel justified because they come from uh, impoverished households or uh, there's been some other problem in their life where they really feel like the world owes them something. I get it. The only point I'm making is by me having a paywall at johnlebond.com, I don't have to deal with those people because those people usually come with a whole bunch of other baggage that I don't want to have to put up with. So the paywall is working very well at johnlebond.com and I don't have any plans to get rid of it anytime soon. In fact, I'm more likely to double it than get rid of it. Uh, so that's just telling you how it is. So those who want to hate on me for that, that's fine. But uh, yeah, this is how the world works. So with that being said, this has been Apostasy Show number four, the fourth official episode, of course. There were two pilots as well. It's been March 8, 2021. John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Bulgaria, uh, Eastern Europe. What an amazing country. What a time to be alive. Big thanks to all the people who left the voicemails, all the people who left the mailbags. If you're interested in doing likewise, you've got a week now to do it before next episode. And I'll make sure I include your next episode as well. And I think that'll do us for today. So for the Dark Matter Digital Network and the Infinite Plane Society, this has been John the Bond for the Apostasy Show. The after show begins in five minutes on the JLB Discord server. Last week's call was epic. Some of the conversation was top tier. You won't hear it anywhere else. Caused a bit of controversy, even among my own membership. But I think overall, we all benefited from the call, just putting our own truths out there and saying, right, well, this is how I see it. Here's how I see it. Fair enough. And uh, maybe that'll happen again. We'll find out in five minutes. But that'll do us for today. So I've got Sereno to take us out for today. This is Sereno coming to you. And uh, we'll see you next week at midday, US, Eastern time. Uh, I'll see you then. You've been listening to The Apostasy Show, streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. Check out apostasyshow.com for all past episodes and to learn more about how we plan to make apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know. And that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Until next time, take care of yourselves.